The Dragon Reread is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that armadillos are allergic to selfish? You mean selfish, right? No, you didn't let me finish. They're allergic to selfish people. Oh. They're very, they're very sharing. <laughs> yeah, people are, you know, only in it for themselves. Armadillos can't stand it. Yep. <laughs> Makes sense. For more armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to check out some cool merchandise and our other podcasts, visit us at armadillo.club. Time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there, welcome to the Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I'm Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Micah Sparkman. And today we're covering chapters 43 through 47 of The Eye of the World again. Previously, Nynaeve's crew executes a daring rescue of Bella's crew with major help from Bella. In fact, Bella literally carries Nynaeve out on her back. Just saying, you know, <laughs> course of legend. And, uh, and where you saw only one set of hoof prints, that was where <laughs> Bella carried you. <laughs> Bella Jesus. <laughs> wake up, sheeple, you know. Uh, Rand continues his tour of chaos, just tovering his way in front of the most powerful people in the country, including Elida, uh, the probably the worst person to have eyes on him in the entire world, right? Mm -hmm. uh, except, I guess, maybe for Pat and Fane, who also ran paraded <laughs> himself in front of Pat and Fane. I swear this guy has no sense of self-preservation. Um, but we ended with a long overdue reunion. And with the crew reunited, they decide the only thing to do is to hop into the corrupted ways to take them straight to the Blight. Um, after all, we're nearing the end of the book, and we got to make sure we tag all of those Eldritch Horrors on our stamp card before we're done. <laughs> yeah, we're doing the grand tour of all the worst things. Yep. Machin Shin, here we go. <laughs> Chapter 43, Decisions and Apparitions. Like of the Dragon's Fang. Uh, Loyal gives everybody the rundown on the ways. Uh, let's see, during the breaking of the world, the... Male Asadai sheltered in the steading, and in gratitude, they created the way so the Ogier could go in style with, from steading to steading. But since they were evil, the ways themselves became evil, and now the ways are really, really evil. I think it's funny because Moraine was like, oh, we're in such a hurry, and then her next move is to ask Loyal to explain <laughs> the, 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 the story behind the ways, which is, yeah. I think, an interesting strategic move, yes. right? Imagine the worst place you can think of. Now it's much, much worse than that, because Ojir can think of much worse places. <laughs> I, I know. I assume, I assume this explanation took approximately one week, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Maureen gives them a pep talk. They need to keep going, and this is, the, this is what it takes. Yeah, I, I, I love the lore of this world. Like, the, when, you know... I know everyone probably rolls their eyes at Loyal, but I think I could spend a week just talking to Loyal about the history of things, right? Yeah. Like, I love his little stories. These, th this is cool, you know? Yeah, he's always got the good stuff. Yeah. Um, they make a plan to, to get it done. Uh, there's, we take some time for Egwene to be jealous of Elaine. Annoying and dumb. I feel like... I, okay, full disclosure, I feel like I remember there being way more of this the last time we read these, so in a way I'm like relieved that there's... Just a little interspersing here and there of Rand and Egwene being irritating at each other, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's still pretty frustrating when these parts come up. Yeah. Do you think the Ogier remember all the technology and stuff from the Age of Legends that humans lost? 
Um, I think yeah. were the OGer. I don't think that any of them were actually alive at the time. Yeah, because they well, lived hundreds of years, not thousands of years, right? I, I vaguely recall at some point they they mentioned that it's only been like eight generations. Yeah. Since the breaking of the world for the yeah. OGer, mm-hmm. so they certainly like have books or something written down. That's not very far back, right? Mm-hmm. That's Somebody like the civil go check war out for the OGer libraries, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, I said I should do that, but those your all their books probably are just about the trees. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's true. Ojir do have different focuses, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, then uh, they that night, it's time for another devil dream. Maybe the last one. I, I think it's funny that before they go to bed, they send Master Gil to go do their adventure shopping or whatever. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's kind of late. I don't know if they're... Okay, no, whatever. It's fine. I'll take care of it. <laughs> Come on, man. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Master Gil. He's auditioning for when he becomes the quartermaster. That's true. true. That's why he's so good at it. He's already been drafted in yeah. the, the Dragon Sworn Army. Yeah, speaking of stuff like that, like... I, we, we know what Moraine is saying is true, right? Like, we know it's the end of the world, da-da-da. Mm-hmm. But if you read this as an outsider, she's she sounds so sketchy. Yeah. She does. She sounds like a cult leader, and she's, like, trying to, you know, convince them, hey, let's do this thing where we're probably all going to die, but it's the end of the world, so you have to do it. Yeah, right. And they're oh, yeah. like, can we, can we do something just slightly less dangerous? And she's like, no, more yeah. dangerous. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we're going into the... The nightmare zone, where there's a, a wind made of nightmares. Creating the sense of urgency, trying to like hold this knowledge over them that none of them are able to access. That's right. She's very cagey with information and 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 uses it and manipulates them in that way. Yeah. Doesn't give them time to think. It's always a hard sell. Right. So this woman showed up in this town, stole three teenage boys, two girls disappeared too, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. dragged them around the world, didn't let them bring anybody else with them. Super sketch. And she's like, no, no, no. The pattern brought you here to give me a foot massage. It has to happen right now. And now we have to go to literally the most dangerous places that in this world that we know of. Yeah. So Baalzaman gives Rand the, the bigger picture, right? Says this is an endless struggle that goes on forever, different names and different outcomes and so forth. Uh, but now it's different from all ever before because the Dark One wants to break the Wheel of Time and end the cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I wonder if that's true. Right? Is it true that when it was it was at the third age before, but it was like, but the dragon was a different person with a different name? I mean, according to the the history, this is all a cycle, right? Like the Age yeah. of Legends was not the first Age of Legends; it was just the most recent Age of Legends. And so yeah. On. So, but but if the Dark One wants to break the wheel. Does that is that what he's trying to do all the time in the third age? Is he always trying to break the wheel, or is this really something new? Does it always not work? I, 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 the way I interpret it, it is always that way, and he's just keep he keeps hoping that one time it's going to work out. Because remember, you know, at the end of this series, they seal the Dark One back in, but theoretically in 5,000 years, they break it back out again because, like, mm-hmm. you know, that they, they hear about this mysterious source of energy yeah, that they, they read about in these books. It's yeah, like, oh, there's go. this thing, this thing called the Dark One. We don't know what that means, but maybe it's cool, you know? Yeah, right, yeah. Or they, maybe when he beats Rand or, you know, whatever, Luther and Telamon, whatever, and just other times it's, he doesn't wait until that person is important enough, so it's just not a big deal. They're like, oh, you know, Joe Schmo just went crazy and died. Right, yeah. He says Got sometimes it. Rand serves him, right? Which you'd think would be the Dark One's victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess it didn't. But it didn't work out that way. It's interesting. Or maybe he's full of crap. Yeah. yeah. He is the father of lies. Mm-hmm. Also, in this version of the dream, this time around, there are these little clay figures on the table, uh-huh. which I think is funny because, you know, the clay figures themselves are indistinct, but someone made cute little accessories for each of them. <laughs> like, someone put a lot of work into it. The brand yeah. is like, 
I can see the detail on these things. Like, yeah, there's some I, guy who's, I like, carving that, these little knives. I think it's Ishmael. He can enjoy miniatures. Yeah, yeah right? He has interests. Yeah. Uh, one of his hobbies is, like, hand-making little accessories for clay figures. Yeah, we, we don't know what his name means, but it may have been, you know, the, the creator of miniatures, like the... Yeah, the, you know, in the, in the, the old The player time. of tabletop games. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we, we, we say Ishmael now, but they would have been like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's just the guy who paints miniatures all day. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. And he painted them so well that the Dark One simply had to have them as one of <laughs> yes, his heads. Yes, this is a power that I will find useful in the Third Age when you paint these miniatures for the, for the creatures that we're trying to... The, the, yeah. we're trying but, to but his great weakness is that he always focused on the accessories first, and he wasn't very good at faces. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Dalsman also talks a bunch about the, the Black Aja, right? Which mm-hmm. he's kind of right about. He's yeah. telling the truth here. Uh, yeah, they've been around for a long time. Yeah. You know, we know that now. Um, but then Rand wakes... Uh, and Matt wakes up, and of course Matt Matt picked out the the figure that's for him. In, in Matt's version, he went and grabbed. He's like, "Oh, this is me!" And the boss yeah. one's like, "Excellent!" <laughs> God damn it, Matt. He is dumb. <laughs> So that's, I guess, one of the three that uh, Bosman's like, well, that's easy. Yeah, well, that was, yeah, geez, I didn't even have to go jump through all these hoops for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's a 50-50 chance on which one he finds, because, you know, parents, like... Yeah, he's, he's the wolf one. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then Moraine comes, and it's time to go. Yeah, time to hit the road. Chapter 44, The Dark Along the Ways, Icon of uh, Vindus Orleaf. They sneak out of the inn in darkness through yet another secret back door to an uh-huh. inn. Uh-huh. I was like... <laughs> Okay, now, hold on. What is the purpose of this secret back door in any other circumstance? I guess it's got to be smuggling, right? Um, smuggling or disposing of bodies? I mean, like, you know, there's a lot... Nothing nothing good, right? There's, this is nefarious, right? Yeah, this, this is that alley we keep finding those hacked up bodies in, but there's no doors in the alley. We don't know how they got here. Yeah. Here's what's fucked up, though. They're leaving, and Moraine, in gratitude to Basil Gill, says, Hey, if you run into any trouble because of this... Uh, write to Sherium, Sedai, and right. she'll help you no, out. No, don't uh-huh. write to Sherium. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Uh, like I guess Moraine didn't even know. No, of course yeah. not. Yeah. No yeah. idea. Yeah, Varian is the only one who really knew the depths of the Black Gaja in, in the tower, so Moraine yeah. would have had no idea. In fact, as Sherium being the Blue Aja, she probably sh- thought she was one of the few people she could trust, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could you uh, imagine uh, what if Basil Gill had written to yeah. her? Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe he did, right? Like, Well, I mean, like at the, at the, at the very least, now... Like their their movements are being tracked, right? Mm-hmm. Because like someone writes in, it's like, oh yeah, they came and destroyed. Like every time they came and destroyed somebody's livelihood, where <laughs> was probably like, yeah, right to Sherry and Sherry was like, well, we got a this is we got a ping, yeah, right? That's <laughs> another red pin on the the Black Aja map. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, that's scary. Also, Gil loans Rand a horse. That, that, that horse. horse is never coming, you know, back, coming right? back. Like that, he's he's gonna take that horse to you know a thousand miles in the next week, and he's gonna leave it in Faldara or something. Yeah, or throw it in a river. Didn't he do that with a horse once? <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a horse chop shop back there. I don't even know how that would work, but yeah. <laughs> it's stealing I, horses. Not good news. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Just stopping it in, stealing horses, and never coming back. Yeah. Let's see. And so they they leave in the dark of night. Uh, they have lots and lots of lanterns because they planned ahead. And Loyal leads them to the Waygate, which is in a basement. I think this is cool. He can just sense where they are. And I'm, I'm guessing this is because of the way that they are made, maybe? Because they're, you know, they're grown. So maybe yeah, Loyal, it's like maybe the, Ogier can detect them. The magic stone. He can, like, hear the stone, listen to the stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Moraine wizard lockpicks their way. 
in there. Yeah, a little magical B and E. And then they ride their all their horses down to this guy's shop. I was like, <laughs> yeah. can you imagine? Like, this, this is, is some dude's basement, right? This <laughs> is like at, at dawn. You're walking by and, and you see like seven people, including an Ogier, ride their horses into a basement. <laughs> yeah, that's a little conspicuous, <laughs> right? Uh, yep. And they, Morian can open the, the Waygate with the Avendasora leaf, which is the key. It's beautiful, you know, beautiful thing. Loyal is really upset about the, the setting or the location because this used to be an Ogier grove and now it's like some dude's basement. Yeah. I, I kind of get that, right? Like It's like a holy space for him and it's been desecrated. Yeah. Can, like, can mm. you imagine there's, like, we know what these groves looked like from Loyal's description. So at some point there was some dude who rolls in and he's like, he sees this, like, mystical carving of, uh, like, of like an Avendasora, like a garden with Avendasora on it, surrounded by these ancient giant trees. And he looks around and he's like, yep, that's going to have to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Looks like firewood to me. Yep. No, uh, it really sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Land goes first, and even Mandar balks at going into the waves. Yeah. Yeah, this place is horrible. And, and yeah, Mandar isn't scared of shit, you know? He, like, yeah. he'll bite a trollop, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The ways are pretty cool, actually. They're the the way they're laid out are these these arching pathways between islands. I love these settings, like mm-hmm. the, the 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 floating islands, the bridges connected to nothing, and this decay and pitting. You know, it's like it's, yeah. it's a really cool like horror setting. You know, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like yeah, and it's like all non-Euclidean. Like the the way things are laid out doesn't make any any sense. Time moves differently. Light works differently there. I feel like Rand is just the wrong person to appreciate how cool this is. I completely agree. Because he's all like, wow, light works differently here. Oh, that's so creepy. <laughs> I'd be like, I want to go. I'm sorry. I'm, just give me five minutes. I want to figure out how this works, you know? It's like, yeah. I'm going to go play with some lanterns. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, Rand says that it feels familiar or to him somehow. Yeah, I caught that, but I don't know what it means. I yes. thought, I only noticed it this time. I thought that uh, he was in a Baalzaman dream that was a lot like this, oh, where there were okay. like these okay. ramps connecting these weird platforms, oh, and he was yeah. running around on them. With, with the thorns, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. we commented yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah, and I think that was like the dream ways, or I don't know, something like that. Okay, I was I wasn't sure if like there was some way that maybe he was connected in a previous life to the, the you know I, I don't know how it would be, but yeah, it couldn't have been because they were built after he was dead. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. After he rage quit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so they proceed through the ways, uh, through the darkness. It's They're guided by Loyal reading the Ogier signage. Uh, it's very uh, oppressive in the darkness, but also kind of cool. And oh no, a broken bridge ahead of them. Bad news. Chapter 45, What Follows in Shadow, Icon of the Dragon's Fang. They back up to find another path, and uh, they're all feeling super gloomy. The ways are gloomifying everybody. I mean, you get a really good sense at this point of how terrible an idea this was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that you can see why Loyal did not want to come here. Uh, that while they're walking, there's a minute where Rand is talking to Loyal, and he's talking about like, "Hey, you know, it'd be fun to go visit your studying." And Loyal's like, and, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll take you to Evans Field." And I, I was just thinking that would be a really fun story. I would read a story about like Rand and Loyal just like traveling, yeah. you know, just hanging out, just seeing the world. So in my head canon, that's that's the epilogue to this. Like when Rand gets his new body, he like goes and hangs out with Loyal, and they go for adventures. I think if Rand hangs out with anybody besides his three wives after <laughs> at the, right. after the end of this, it would totally be Loyal. I think so too. Because mm-hmm. Loyal would be down for anything. Yeah, I mean, he, even he, though he's married. Well, you know, it sounds like right, yeah. if you remember his his Ogier wife 
super hottie, by the way, uh, is, yes, is into it, true. right? She, oh, she, she thinks that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's into his adventures, right? She yeah. thinks, cool, thinks she thinks that it's, it's cool that he's a bad boy. But yeah, yeah. She's like, that That really does it for her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they camp there in the darkness. It reminded me of Darkest Dungeon, the game Darkest Dungeon. Like oh, yeah, darkness. yeah. The, cool. the, the madness that, you know, slowly sets in because it's horror setting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Maureen cheers them all up by saying, Tom's not dead. Because yeah. of Min's viewing, because she knows she's going to marry him. Yeah. And of course, mention of Min, Gwen goes off on her, <laughs> Oh, right? yeah. Jealousy time. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah? Who's Min? He's like, I talked to her like one time. And then Perrin's like, yeah, but what about Aram? And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come I on. guess I think this is supposed to be funny. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Maybe, maybe it was funny originally. I don't know. I don't know what humor is. A long time ago, before our hearts were darkened. (laughs) Right, yeah. Um, Another interesting point is Moraine won't channel in the ways because the the taint here corrupts even the, the, you know, the other, was it the side in? You think maybe she can, it's like the oily skim of filth atop the That's exactly what I was wondering. It's like, is this like the Dark One's taint? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe I know we I know it's a different kind of well maybe it isn't really because like the whole point of the ways is they were made with the the male half of the the power and yeah. therefore corrupted by that taint right so it's like this whole world like is, maybe they made a whole world or maybe they it, they found a dimension of evil or the or I don't know yeah it's very interesting yeah to think about uh, they Lan says when they wake up that they are being followed by somebody mm-hmm. and yep. Matt immediately just loosens off a no arrow. Like what? Doing what? That? It's like taking pot shots at the shadows. Like so like that might not be a bad person. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, probably is. But it's, no, it it's, might not be. It's Basil Gill with some more supplies. <laughs> oh, oh you. my gosh, you forgot your uh, and you smashed the horses and lanterns. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Poor Basil Gill. Yeah, and then and then I noticed this. Okay, remember earlier I I, I noted that. Land calls Rand Sheepherder and Perrin Blacksmith, mm-hmm. and he never calls Matt anything. He does. He yeah. calls him Village Idiot. <laughs> right here. She fits. I mean... Yeah, Land nailed it again. You know, honestly, like, if you think about, you know, Rand's, he's apprenticing his father being a Sheepherder. Mm-hmm. Perrin's apprenticing a blacksmith being a, a blacksmith. Yeah. Matt is just the... I mean, he's, he's just... He's the he just pranks people in town. He's a Village Idiot. That's <laughs> his job. That's oh, man. Is. Someone's got to be the guy, I guess. But Land says he can't tell whether or not this thing who we, we know who it is serves the dark one but also that he's he's not trying to catch them yeah well because he's scared right he's right. Patton Fane and yeah. he's scared uh, and I think that's that's what Patton Fane is he's the guy that's in between he's supposed to be the in between light and dark right yeah mm-hmm. corrupted by the dark one but he hates the dark one but also he's got Mashadar but also maybe there's still good in him he's Gollum yeah right? he's yeah. so Gollum this made me think of them when they're in the minds of Moria yeah 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 and I I don't think that it is sold very well at all because you you can see where the goodness in Gollum is, right? You can see the struggle, yeah. right? And and eventually he plays an important role in the whole climax of everything, which is beautiful, right? About there's a total tangent, but like it it was pointed out to me fairly recently that the only reason Gollum is alive is because of the mercy of Bilbo, Bilbo and Frodo, yeah. right? And so like when all the great virtues of humanity have like failed to stop the darkness, the, vir- the one virtue left that saves the world is mercy, which is kind of beautiful, right? Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. Uh, but in this one, he's like a guy who tortures families, and then at the end, he just gets stabbed by Matt. Yeah, we, we get, we get more about him later, but like, it, it's interesting. I think the good side of, quote-unquote, good side of Patent Fane is Mordev. Right? <laughs> like, right? Because like, Mordev's or- origin was that he was this character that's like, comes into town, he's like, 
turning a town against the shadow and they ended up turning them evil in a different way. But like, yeah. but that was his whole thing. It was like, we'll destroy the shadow together, right? So that's yeah, more right. death. That's the, mm, yeah, yeah, it just I know. doesn't. It doesn't. That doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't. Because because Patton Fane, the real Patton Fane, was a dark friend for forty years. <laughs> yeah, right. So he's like. I guess super duper evil. Yeah, he's he's like double extra evil. <laughs> he was like an evil peddler. Yeah. So they find also that there are Trollocs in the ways uh, because they see some get trapped by an anti-Trolloc trap mm. and uh, seems pretty horrible. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they figure out this is how the Trollocs have been moving around mm -hmm. and massing without the people knowing about it. So we have uh, something in the shadows that isn't, isn't good, isn't, isn't bad, chasing them. We find mm. Trollocs in, uh, you know, horrible, like... Nightmare positions, mm -hmm. and then along rolls. Yeah, Machin Shin, Machin the Shin. Black Wind. Yeah, uh, it is super creepy. It's the scariest thing ever. Uh, they hear it coming, and they, everybody freaks out, and they race to the next way gate. But the key is missing, so Moran just blasts it. It's interesting that Rand is the first one to hear it. Yeah, you think he's extra sensitive to it? Maybe. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Because otherwise, you think it was Perrin or like Lan with his super. Powers. You're right, you're right. It's yeah. not about sound, it's about something that's happening in Sensing. your head. And yeah. Rand, of all the people here that's closest to the corruption of the ways, right, it would be mm -hmm. Rand, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So maybe that's it. Yeah. I didn't even think about that, you're right. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, the, the way gates, which are nearly indestructible, mm -hmm. Rand cuts through it with a wizard laser. <laughs> yeah, she's like, okay, okay, never mind. I gotta say, the wizard laser thing that she does is way cooler than, you know, the fire waves and the lightning and the earth explosions that they do later in the series, so I'm still, I'm into it. Yeah, it, it, this is, her magic is definitely the coolest here, mm -hmm. especially when it's been less explained. Yep. Mm -hmm. But they all make it through the uh, hole that she blasted in these, this ancient uh, artifact, priceless right. thing. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and they all make it out, and then Machin Shin can't get through, which she was not sure of. She's like, <laughs> watching for a minute, she's like, ah, okay, we're good. Okay. <laughs> So she would have released it on the world, right? I mean, it is flying around prison. It is yeah. a thing that was possible, and she wasn't sure. Yeah, <laughs> we do get like a hint of Machin Shin's like whispers or whatever, and it's pretty horrible stuff. It's like yeah, yeah. you know, flesh stripping and using your flesh to weave baskets and stuff. Yeah, it's all it's very Hellraiser. Yeah, it's, it's it was. Pretty, it was very Hellraiser. Pretty brutal. Yeah. This this is scary. I love Machin Shin. It's so scary. It is, it is a really good like horror entity in this world for mm -hmm. sure. And I, I wrote down a quote. Uh, Egwene asks, what was that? And Loyal says, why? Machin Shin, of course. The Black Wind that steals souls. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> like, duh. duh. Did, we, did we not cover that? <laughs> How does this innkeeper's daughter from a tiny town not know this? I, I know, right? Yeah. But they're out. They're, in, they're heading to Faldara. Chapter 46, Faldara. Sorry, real quick. Isn't that what happens with Loyal at the end? His job is to clean the ways? Isn't that what he goes out to do? He was no. He spends like several books locking the the way gates. I thought there was something at, at, that happens though in oh. the book. They talk about cleansing the ways. Oh, maybe I don't know. Maybe he's trying to find a way to do it. Maybe that's a gift that Rand gives to them. I don't remember what happens. Yeah. But... Well, well, now that the power after at the end of the book is cleansed, they could probably just go like magic it clean. Probably. Yeah, I don't remember that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I remember that, that being a thing. That would yeah. be a good mission for Loel. Yeah. And Irith. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he cleans her ways. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> Look, she's hot. Well, it'll, 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 fine. You can't, you can't not think about it when she's around. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, chapter 46, Faldara. Icon of the moon and tree. I guess the, the forest at night. 
They are in cold, cold Faldara. We get another Quantaris. new map. Hold on, hold on. We do oh. get another new map. I know yeah, it's I weird. Right I'm, over it. Yeah. I'm excited about these these maps. Suck my butt. I don't care. <laughs> you know. the, but this map has Tarwin's Gap, which we know is a, a location for a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, I was trying to remember where where does um, where does Lan do his last stand in the in the final battle? Is it at Tarwin's Gap or is it a different place? No, because they they fight at Tarwin's Gap, but then they fall back. And the last battle is somewhere else. Okay, but the, the Tarwin's Gap is where they where the golden crane flies to, right? Yes. It okay. Does. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was trying to remember, and I, I actually looked it up a little bit, but it was you know the the, the entry was short for Tarwin's Gap because it's like you know, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that might be it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So that that's it's really cool. This is the legendary pass where battles happen, I guess, all the time. Yeah, Tarwin's I mean, Gap is they've got a song about it, right? <laughs> yeah, they travel to Faldara, past a bunch of uh, abandoned farms. Uh, and in Faldara, Lan gets a hero's welcome because he is Daishan, mm-hmm. the golden crane. They get really, I know, I think it's really cute that he's this like low level or I mean maybe a high level celebrity in this town, right? Everyone's like, ooh, it's Daishan. Hey guys, it's Daishan. Hey, are you going to fly the golden crane? He's like, only when, you know, the last king courts death like a maiden will I him. And they're like, oh, like, oh yeah, Daishan, you're back. <laughs> Which is nice, but the best part, though, mm-hmm. is the welcome that Loyal gets. Glory oh. to the builders. Glory to the builders. Yeah. Yeah. That made me so happy. That was really cute. Especially yeah. after all those shitheads in. where they just come from? Camelot? Camelot, yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't get it. Yeah, in Faldara, they know what they know what Ogier are. Because mm-hmm. they, they know what Trollocs are. They know Ogier definitely that. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wonder if Loyal can wear his hood. Right? Because they, they know he's not a half-man. I mean, maybe they think he was a Trolloc if he wore a hood. Mm, yeah. No. And uh, the, the city itself is girding for war. Ingtar, the Dark Friend, meets yes. them. Yes. Lord of Shiner and Secret Dark Friend. Yeah. It ushers them to, to Agalmar. Uh, and they learn that the, the Trollocs are massing for a giant invasion through Tarwin's Gap. Yeah, and he was hoping that Lan and Maureen were there to help with that. And they're like, nah, that sounds nah. more like a you guys problem. That's not really a more yeah, sorry. Level problem. Very yeah. sad. Poor Agomar. I know, right? He got so excited. He's like, yeah. oh, the Daisha, you're going to fly the golden crane and help us at Tarwin's Gap. He's like, <laughs> you're going to help keep all these people who I've, pr- I've sworn to protect from dying. Oh, no, you can't do it. You're busy. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's okay. Don't worry I'm, about I'm, it. I'm saving it for something really important, you know? Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, during this conversation, Lan crushes a goblet in his hand. That's my yeah. favorite. I love it. And there's, Every a, time. and there's a servant on hand and just puts another cup in his hand. It's like, they just know this is going to happen. Yeah, Daishan's here. Yeah, got to keep some spares, you know? This is just something that Lan does. <laughs> he, like, Lan doesn't notice. The servants are just like, okay, here. Yeah, maybe Lan's never noticed that he does this. Yeah. <laughs> Real he looks quick, down. Which one of the um, generals was it who had the absolute worst time of it? That was that was not this guy. That was the wolf. That was the wolf of Aradoman. Uh, oh man, I forgot his name. Rodel. Yeah, Iteraldi. Okay, okay. Rodel Iteraldi. I couldn't remember who it was. So yeah. So that that wasn't this guy though. But this guy does have a bad time. They all get grendled. And he is one of the the great generals, one of the great captains of the world. He's one of the five great captains, whatever. Or which is it's weird that they keep track of those things, right? I mean, you think their their rankings, their playoff bracket. I was wondering, like, like how do you get added to the list, right? Like, what, yeah. what what's the deal, you know? Yeah. And Lan recites some poetry. Of course, because he's the perfect warrior, mm-hmm. warrior poet. And so he does everything. Lan does everything here, right? Like I he, know. Like he he turns down the uh, uh, chance at glory in order to do the great do the greater good and to fulfill his oath and also he crushes that cup and also <laughs> he, he spouts poetry yeah and they're like Ooh. yeah 
It's a beautiful poem. Yeah, it really makes me think about the life and death. It's like land and land's like yeah. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, when Maureen explains their mission, Lord Agamar wants to send armies with them, but Maureen refuses. Like says the nature of the green man means that you can only find only find him if you are in need and yeah. you can't find him if you're seeking glory. I thought that was interesting, you know? Right, yeah, but it seems like that's just what the green man is into. Right? He just doesn't want to talk to people that that are thirsty for the green man. Is right? that what it is? Like, I wonder if he has like a, a like th this is that magic, like mysterious magical shit that I, I love. You know? It's yeah, like, yeah. There's not like oh, he wove a you know fire and spirit and then made it so people wouldn't come. You yeah, know? That's, that's like, what I was thinking. Is he just doesn't want to be bothered? Is that what it is? So it's, it's unless unless you need him, he's not gonna dork around with you. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Although is he always in the blight? That's interesting. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, mm -hmm. or, or is now. You know? Yeah, uh, Moraine says they have to find the green man because he knows where the eye of the world is. And she's already found him before? Uh, yeah. Which I don't, what? didn't know that, and I don't think we ever heard anything that. Didn't about that didn't happen right? in the last, in the, in the New Spring. It did not, yeah. So it would have happened between New Spring and now. Yeah. Mm. And it doesn't say why, yeah. Maybe he somehow helped them figure out where the dragon was? Yeah, maybe that's it. Because we have no idea how they finally figured out that they were in the two rivers. Maybe she was looking in the blight and he was like, she really needs to stop looking in the blight. She needs to look somewhere else. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> So like the the green man's like, look, I've seen you wandering around here for weeks now. It's you know, you're, you're, it's not this ain't it, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. Or she was gonna run across his like meth lab or something. Yeah, well, I mean the green man might you know he's got to make no, ends no, meet. No, have you tried the other direction? <laughs> There's nothing over there. It's not important. Yeah, don't 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 Just worry about that. Boring tree stuff. No, yeah. it's a weed farm. That's what it is. Yeah, magical that's true. Weed oh yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, the green yeah. man. Come yeah. on, yeah. right. If I had a weed dispensary, that's what I'd name it. The green man. <laughs> that's Hell yeah. And while they're reciting poetry, yeah, Ingtar shows up with a report. Of some crazy dude trying to climb the city walls. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, well, we know who that is. Yeah, that's got to be that crazy guy. Yep. Uh, it's Patton Fane. Yeah. Or the thing that used to be Patton Fane, whatever, right? The, they go talk to him, and it's really funny how he tries to, like, worm tongue Agamar right there. Yeah. I was like, this is more death. Like, that, that, yeah. that is, like, straight up more death he doing exactly over, yeah. the same thing he did in Aerodol, right? I know the secret to defeating the Dark One, and you can have Gloria for all time. Was Intar already a dark friend by this point? Yes, I believe so. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay, because I was wondering if Pat and Fane changed him because Intar is super impressed that Pat and Fane was able to like scale the tower without being seen by anybody. I, I think it's I think that Intar already is because remember in this chapter they also mentioned that the group of dark friends were trying to cut through one of the, the oh. doors, and I think that Intar was part of that that mission. Maybe Intar let him in. It's Maybe possible. the whole scaling the tower thing was BS. It could be, Maybe. yeah. Maybe. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. We, we know that Pat and Fane is not, at this point, uh, affiliated with the Dark One directly. He's more just kind of like a a thing that the Dark One made. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I, I liked how he, <laughs> he's like a rag bag, right? Obviously crazy. Obviously uh, not not a same, not an okay person. Mm -hmm. And he still tries to do this with Agamar, and Agamar's like, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Sure. Sure, man. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Maureen's like, I want to talk to him. Agamar's like, yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> You're right. Chapter 47. More Tales of the Wheel, Icon of the Ravens. I love this chapter. Yeah, this is so, this is cool There's a lot stuff. of fun stuff in here. Um, while Moraine uh, interrogates Pat and Fane, Agamar gives them the rundown on Land's backstory. Yes, <laughs> this, I, I forgot about this, this story. Uh, and now that we've read the books, there's a bunch of cool stuff in here. Like, mm -hmm. Isam is part of this story of the fall of Malkir. Yeah. Uh, who later becomes Slayer. So he was taken by the Dark when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. And also, you know who else is there? 
Jane Charan. Yeah, Jane Farstrider. Yeah. Jane right? Farstrider, who who uh, uh, later becomes Noel Charan. I didn't realize that was the last name. So Jane Charan, known as Jane Farstrider, changes his name to Noel Charan. Oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't pick up on that either. Yeah, mm, and so apparently he's the one who brought in the 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 dark friend betrayer. The, to, yeah, this was just one of the adventures that he had. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, it's this really dude gets around. Yep. Did you, oh, also, sorry, I looked this up. Did you know that Jane? You know, remember the thing where Loyal's like, some guy came in and t- told us about the Dark One bl- blinding the eye of the world? Mm-hmm. That was Jane Farstrider also. How do you know? Really? It, it, like, apparently it's, it's I, I don't know where that's revealed, but like, it, this is him. He escaped that situation, wounded, and showed up there, and that's that's when he said it, apparently. Oh, that was him. I was like, oh, weird. Right. Yeah, because it was 20 years ago or something yeah, like exactly. that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the timing is... Or however, no, this would, this would have been more than 20 years ago. Uh, so I think they like, said it was closer to 50, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that would be like the, the right amount of time. Wow. Yeah, so that, that dude is everywhere. Yeah, that would be a cool story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want I want to I want a like a, a novelization of the tales of the travels of Jane Farstrider. It'd be so yeah. cool. And I, I like to have like well to really get Lan, you got to understand what what happened when his uncle died before he was born. <laughs> yeah. And I think just I mean none of this really you don't really need to know all this stuff to get Lan, but it's cool. Yeah. Well, I mean honestly, to get Lan, the the last part where they're like, well, he was a baby, and they put a sword in his hand and it made him an, an anointed by battle diadem lord of the <laughs> Malkyrie when he was like still an infant. Yeah. That probably makes a lot of more sense, you know. Yeah. He like grew up in the the blight and was raised by the the last five surviving of the twenty bodyguards who <laughs> got him out. Like, okay, that yeah, that that, that really covers it. Yeah, that, that that explains Lan. But this this stuff is cool, like a t- tale of treachery and and tragedy and and war and and the fall of Makir. very cool. And this entire time, Nynaeve is like listening carefully, and it's like. This, yeah, yeah this it really does it for Nynaeve. Yeah, it's like, she is not turned off by this at all. He's so strong, but, you know, he just needs to be healed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. and Nynaeve just wants to heal everyone, right? <laughs> She's the right woman. He needs the right woman to fix him. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think this is the first time we hear that he courts death as a suitor courts a maiden. Uh-huh. And, uh, Which I love because it doesn't make any sense yeah. at all. But it's a, every it, time. It, it, people love to say it about land. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever that means, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. And that's great. No, and then, I know, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I love to hear that stuff. And then Moraine returns and talks about Patton Fane. So we get another cool story. Yeah, another awesome one. He, he was made into a, a hound by Baalzaman, or he thinks the Dark One. Yeah, so so he was a dark friend for 40 years, but three years ago is when he yeah. like became a particularly yeah, nasty boy. Yeah, he got boy. called up to the majors. Yeah. And uh, and so he, he went and looked around all these towns in the area, and then he went back to Shail Gull and had his mind... Uh, distilled, uh-huh. and then rejuiced back into his brain. Yeah, uh-huh. for like, like, and then he came back a year later. It took like three years this whole process. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And they gave him a compulsion to to seek the the boys uh, wherever they are. Uh, he also led the Trollocs and Mirdral to Emmons Field. And then after that, I guess they they kind of dragged him along as like a yeah slave sort a, of you a know? human human tracker. I uh, kept him like in a cook pot and talked about how they were going to eat him. And man, it sucks to be a dark friend. I was like, this this might be the best example of yeah. why it sucks to be a dark yeah, friend, he's right? Been a dark friend for forty years. He paid his dues, uh-huh. right? And this is how. Like, this like, isn't even. It gets worse for him like, from here. This, but this, this like, is the up pension, until now, right? right? This is the retirement plan. Oh God, yeah. Uh, it's awful. Yeah, um, even after he escapes from the the fades and the trollocs uh, in in um, Shadow Logoth. He still has that like compulsion in his brain, so he's like yeah. driven to chase them to the point that he like 
he ha- the only time he can eat is by picking up random shit that he finds along the way. Yeah, because he, he has stuff. He runs along. Yeah. The only time he can stop is when he drops dead from exhaustion. It's like this is horrible. Yeah, this is a total nightmare. And he had to follow them through the ways. Mm. Uh, and he met Majin Shin, but like they just sort of did a little evil guy fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael Sinder's like, oh, no, no, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to come corrupt. Whoa, shit. Whoa, dude. Uh, I'm not going to corrupt. No, no, no. You're, yeah, you're, no, no, you're fine. You're, you're fine. Done. As, you're as you were. Yeah. 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 <laughs> On your way. <laughs> I was reading about this. No, I was reading about Pat and Payne's lore, and there's, um, there's some speculation that after this, okay, Machin Shin is, you know, this wind of madness, and after this encounter, it starts more actively chasing Rand, so there's some speculation among, you know, readers mm-hmm. That Patton Fade may have corrupted Machin Shin <laughs> with a little bit wow. of his essence or whatever. It's like, oh, that's that's wild. Yeah. That guy's so messed up. Wow. Yeah. And Maureen's like, this is the nastiest thing I've ever like after she talks to him, she goes and like washes her hands while she's telling the story. She's like, that's the nastiest shit I've ever been around. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, awful. So, right. Like I was saying, if this guy is intended to be sort of a gray area golem character, he is not. No. He's all kinds of evil in every way. Yeah. They do still talk about redemption for him, though. Like, in this in this chapter, Maureen's like, I want to heal him. I want to, like, I think Egwene says something like, everyone has a you know, chance for redemption under the light. And Maureen's like, yeah, okay, maybe, you know, we'll see what we can do. But, you know, like, this guy's, oh, yeah, gnarly. Yeah. Um, after this story, Egomar asks again to send warriors with him, and Maureen... Is, she's like, don't take those kids. Take you know, take some warriors instead. She's like, no, these kids are important uh, because they're the product of inbreeding. In the, which, <laughs> yeah, like right. the way she said, it's like sometimes it, with blood, it, it splits into a bunch of streams and it comes back together again. Yeah, some, yeah, some through just natural processes, the blood just comes back together again and again and again. <laughs> I was like, so what you're saying is these inbred hillbillies are the last chance of humanity. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, great. Glad to hear it. Yeah. I thought that was a funny note to end it on. Yeah, that's that's probably the nicest way possible she could say that. No, exactly, yeah. It's like, yeah, sometimes there's a river of powerful blood, and it splits into a bunch of tributaries. And then those tributaries come back into one river again. Yeah, I mean, you get a lot of, like, you know, send buoys along the way. But <laughs> once in a while, you get a mat and a parent. Yeah, the Congo and, and, and the Rand. Yeah, 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 right, right. And Rand's like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's me, Blood of Manathan. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Don't they even say at one point that the Congress and the Cocklers have uh, married among themselves so much that it's hard to know which is which? Yes. I mean, yeah, they specifically say that. That's yeah. just true Blood of Manathan right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, but then Moran says it's time to sleep because tomorrow they're headed for the Blight. Awesome. Uh, I think these fun. chapters... I, Robert Jordan has a real talent for horror, mm-hmm. you know? I agree. I... I, I did did uh, I don't think under any other pen names he wrote like straight up horror, yeah, right? Not that I know of. Yeah, but this is this is really cool stuff, and I I think the way it it really adds something to the fantasy formula to have this really real real shocking stuff. Well, in he there. Gives, he gives the cool like history too behind a lot of these things, which I think makes it even more compelling. Yeah, it's it's like cosmic horror in that way, right? These are these are powers beyond human comprehension. Yeah. Yeah, it, and and it, it does. I know I've said this a couple times, but it feels like it tapers off a lot more after this book. And I, I reading rereading this, I appreciate all of these like fun ideas and like these really like mysterious and dark concepts. You know, like it's it's a lot of fun stuff in here. You know. Yeah, this book feels more pastiche, right? More. Yeah. It's just sort of a bunch of things that happen that aren't all that connected. Which I guess probably makes sense for a, a book one, right? Especially you know considering that from here there's like a lot more like direction and, and established like place they're going, thing that they're trying to do, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. 
Alright, that's it for this episode. Next time, we're going to talk about chapters 48 through the end of the Eye of the World again. I am Jeff Lake. You can find me at jefflake.info. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Marcus Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. And please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please find out how you can give us your cold, hard American dollars or... Actually, like any any currency any, will do. Yeah, yeah, dollars from any country would be yeah. fine. Or our you know non dollars, I suppose also. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seashells. Yeah, <laughs> at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. The, the light, light illumines you. you.